walk over the yard arm somewhere. I would not be opposed to having a pint with you right now if there are any beers around here. Unfortunately um. not. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> the um, that voice you hear is is Chris Ilsley, and um, Zach's your video here with Boston Speaks Up. Very grateful to sit down with Chris. Sort of fortuitous timing. I'm recently moved to the North Shore, and. Um, finding myself just even the last 24 hours bumping into people that are friends with you. Um, <laughs> Dave Cutler. Yep. Who's yep. been the North Shore Technology Council for the last two decades. Yeah. One of the, one of the longstanding people. Yes. Yeah. As the kids say, he's, he's OG North Shore Tech Council. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's an, he's an original gangster on, yeah. the, on the tech council for we the North Shore. We actually span out of North Shore Tech Council. So uh, yeah. Well, welcome to uh, NSIV. So you found us at least. That's the yeah. start. Thanks for having me. This is, I mean, the Cumming Center is massive here. Uh, 2,000 square yeah. feet. Uh, sorry, 2 million square feet. 2 million square feet. 2 million feet. square feet is the building. It was the largest freestanding oh. building up until like the Second World War or something like that. It was a freestanding building. Rebars. They started at the front of the building and the rebars are about two inch down. To, they got to the back, which is where we are now, mm-hmm. and they got it down to about half an inch. Because they didn't realize, they realized as they went along, they didn't need as much reinforced steel in, yeah. the, in the rebars. Yeah. So yeah, two million square feet. It's basically the Hancock Tower on its side, stretched out, stretched out. Yeah. It's a quarter of a mile from one end to the, from the front to the back. Yeah. Over three foot. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A crazy. Yeah. Mile. It was only about three quarters of a mile to get here from my house, but then it was another quarter, <laughs> quarter of a mile, mile to, to get actually, to the door to yeah. actually get to this door. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you got and, some exercise. Yeah, and so you. you so NSIV takes up about 14,000 square feet So now. we're about 14,000 square feet with the projection to expand between five and six, depending on what space we go to or look at. But what we're also going to be looking at, that expansion will be both what we've got, the wet lab space and the office space. So it'll be combinations. So we'll work what that's going to be. Cool. Um, the, the key thing for us will be to have that as continuous space. So... To interlock maybe on the left or right of where we are now when space comes available so we'll keep an eye out for that so cool. but we'll work with cummings properties to, to do that so they're a really good partner for us nice i want to get into some of the things happening on the north shore and some of your work on with the north shore chamber of commerce and the north shore mm-hmm. technology council but first it, it makes sense to sort of double click in the NSIV, what it is, yeah, you know where it is, uh, is is really is is really interesting to me, and the, the types of um, entrepreneurs, businesses that you have here, and and sort of what the what the mission is, and and what the future holds. Okay, well, where do you want me to start? Uh, so we've been here, like you say, we've been here ten years. Uh, we've just actually physically been in this building just under 10 years now. We moved into this space probably around about 18 months ago. Um, we incubate um, early stage innovation technology companies. We're subtly different than most in Greater Boston. We, both, we, we do wet lab space and office space for both um, life sciences and clean tech. So we actually have clean tech companies in our labs, wet lab. Um, equally, we actually have some that are using uh, um, local dams to actually generate microelectricity, microgeneration electricity. Um, we aren't just a rent a desk. We aren't just a real estate play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we provide services and mentoring and coaching and support around our members. Uh, that's a core key thing as well. We don't see anybody as a client or a customer. We see them as a member. And when you graduate, then you become part of the alumni network. Right. So that 10 years, we probably graduated and incubated about 51 companies. Uh, they've generated about $310 million worth of investment in about 300 jobs in the region. Um, and that's really a key thing for us. It's, we are more of an economic play. We mm-hmm. want it to, we want companies to um, grow. Uh, we want them to be sustainable. Um, and we really want them to, you know, make an impact to the community. The EDA, um, Economic Development Agency, the regional one, they've got a stats out there, you know, for every one job, you get X number of jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the multiplier effect, I think, is about four to one. 
So for every one job we create, we probably generate about four jobs in the community. So you take that 300, therefore we've generated ultimately in the region 1,200 jobs in the region. So, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's significant. Uh, You know, you throw that in, um, you know, this building, like I said, is 2 million square feet, 600, 500 to 600,000 of that actually is life science companies. So five or 600,000 square feet of this building is life sciences. And that adds up to, I believe, about 63 companies. So the are campus some, itself is pretty big. And sorry, sorry to cut you off, but are some of those um, companies that are taking up the, the, all that square footage you just, you just referenced, are, they, are some of them graduates of yes. this program? Of, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. So some are, yeah, actually one of them, REN Technologies, Roger actually didn't want to come into a new space. He mm-hmm. stayed where he was. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm quite happy here. I've got sure. everything set up. I'll stay here. Yeah. So he's exactly, and he's only down the corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we have our graduates. And that's the nice thing about this building. We can incubate them from a desk or even virtually do a virtual program mm-hmm. all the way through to helping them work with Cummins to get their own space and graduate and then build out. My, you know, I jokingly say to people, I've got a quarter of a mile of, of walls to knock through mm-hmm. because that's my expansion opportunity. Great, yeah. And the same with the members. Mm-hmm. You know, they could start off with a thousand square feet and then slowly, you know, grow and grow and grow and take whatever space they need. And like I say, Cummings is great because they actually, particularly for life science guys that need lab space, it's it's a plug and play. You just turn up, you tell them what you want. And they, they've got all the engineers, the mechanics, the HVAC people to help you inspect that out. You don't have any issues. And just, yeah, you just go. Yeah, so they provide – actually, can you explain for me and, and for listeners like what a wet lab is? It's like what would, what would that entail? Like what's that output? What's that build? So the wet lab very much is like, you know, what you see in the geeky science. So it's the, it's the bench with the, all the machinery, all the gizmos on there, the microscopes, the refrigerators and all that fun stuff, the gene sequences. Um, so we have all that kit. Um, so we, have, we actually have two labs. So there are different levels of labs, so what you can and what you can't do in them. We have what we'll call level one and level two. So that's an intricate level lab, which is just uh, mainly a chemistry area. Mm-hmm. And we have what's called a BL2 lab, which is where we actually can take um, tissue samples, human animal tissues, handle blood and things like that. We don't go beyond that. We just don't need it. And there's so much regulation to it. Um, so, yeah, that's where, you start, that's where you start to see the geeky science, the people mm-hmm. walking with the glasses and the, and the, and the, the white lab coats. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's the fun part. Cool. So why, so, you know, I mean, I guess any places, you know, you could, you could debate the, the merits of being closer to the city. Beverly is not too far removed from Boston. It's off a main commuter line. Mm-hmm. There's actually five commuter rail stops in Beverly, as I learned recently becoming a homeowner here, which is pretty cool. Um, but how... And, and you have to take me back, like mm. how, like your history with with the company, and it, have you been with the company? So I've um, been here a year. A year, okay. I've been here a year. So I don't know if, it, like, with some of the historical context that you maybe could shed a light on. I'm just curious how easy or difficult it was for NSIV to start ten years ago, and was it as simple as getting the right mentors and a few entrepreneurs together, and then it spiraled from there? And, and why is there something about the North Shore that's unique to and conducive to life sciences startups in particular and, and green tech? Well, you, or yeah. is it just if you build it, they will come? Well, I wouldn't say if you build it, they will come. That's for sure. I don't think, you know, there's a lot of regions around the world that are trying that and a lot of places in the U.S. have tried that and it falls flat on its face right. um, because you do need all the components to make an ecosystem and to make it thrive. Um I can't speak for Marty Farmer, who was one of the founders uh, of the organization, but um, certainly, you know, it wasn't an easy task, but it was also wasn't a hard thing to do because there was a community here. Um, It's kind of interesting. You look at the region. I myself personally see the whole of greater Boston as a university ecosystem. The more town you touch, you've you've got innovation in that. Whether it's Needham, Newton, Watertown, Natick, Wellesley, um, 
Ipswich cluster, they've all got them. So I, I, I always see the whole region actually as an innovation ecosystem. Um, and actually, you could actually put the roots of, like, and, you, and you probably need to check on, on this, because I, I do like the science and social history and industrial history kind of things. You probably put the roots of the Boston biotech community is here in the North Shore, because mm-hmm. New England Bio was one of the first, if not the first biotech in Boston. It wasn't in Kendall Square. It was in Ipswich. <laughs> So you could actually say the genesis of this region's bioeconomy actually is in the North Shore. Oh. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting that there's um, there's a lot of companies up in the region. Um, the workforce actually is around here. Uh, again, you, you've got a demographic, and I, I've lived in Boston, Cambridge myself. I lived in... Um, I lived in Cambridge, I lived in the Back Bay, I've lived in the South End, so I've, I've lived that bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also did the same thing. Married, two kids, mm-hmm. got out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did that myself, so I can relate to it. And there's a lot of people up here that have done that. So you look at some of the middle to senior management or um, professional staff that have been in industry for a while, they don't necessarily live in some of their Boston or Cambridge. They live in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of joke with people when they say, well, where's the town going to come from if I want to set up a crowd, you know, a business deal? Well, who's on 95 going into Boston in the morning? Who's yeah. on the commuter rail? Yeah. That's your talent. Yeah. So the talent is here. Yeah. Um, you know, Pfizer over in Andover has got a thousand people at their R&D center. In Andover, people kind of like, excuse me? Yes, there's that many people here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. Um, there's a big Raytheon outpost not too far off the, the 93 corridor as yeah. well, and you can actually signaling can, yeah. New England Bio. They all add yeah. up to make they don't we have, we aren't develop a community here. We have a community mm-hmm. here, but going back over ten years, it's it's grown. It's grown. There's no doubt about that. Just like it has in the rest of the city. Um, so. I think the big thing for for Marty and for Tom, the, the, some of the founders and, and Harry, our chairman of the board, really was just educating people to the resources that are here in the North Shore, that are here outside of the greater Boston or in part of greater Boston. And that's really our big challenge still. Mm-hmm. You know, you say um, we're close to Boston. It's a 30-minute drive. Anywhere else in the world, that's a short drive. You know, if you live in Houston, you travel yeah. for you know, yeah. quite a while. They've been in New York, you travel quite a while to get from one part of the town to the city to the other. Let's talk about the, the, the connect, like the public transit and sort of the, the connection between the North shore and Boston. Cause I, I've lived some different places. I've lived in Winthrop. Mm-hmm. I've lived in Somerville. I lived in back Bay. Yep. Uh, most recently I was living in Winthrop, you know, really close to the city, can hop on the blue line, get in the town. But what's really struck me about being here in Beverly is I can get on the train and I can be at North Station in just over 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Clean, just very yeah. clean. And even when I want to pop over to the, my East, the East Boston studio, I can pop off at Chelsea, and that's 25 minutes to Chelsea, yep. and just take a bus to Maverick. Yep. And I'm realizing how... Um, how conducive this particular region is to connecting the two. And I, you know, I was chatting with a friend of mine who's a pretty senior um, in the Northeast for WeWork. Mm-hmm. And I was chatting with him about this area. And like right now they're focused on more like the 128 belt, you know, Waltham Burlington region. Yeah, and for yeah, understandable yeah, reasons, yeah. like where those, those big office parks and whatnot. And I was like, Oh man, you got to come check eat, the the area here just seems more and more um, ripe for additional um, vertical, you know, at times horizontal, but also verticalized, uh, co you know, co working spaces, incubators, etc. And so I kind of am curious, you know, I, I just kind of went on multiple tangents in one. Curious, what do you think about the the accessibility, and you want to comment on that, but also like. I see NSIV as a bright, shining beacon star <laughs> for many to come and, em- and, and emulate and, and, and collaborate with and learn from and prop up. Like, 
the right types of versions of, 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 um, incubation, co-working spaces. I don't think like the little work bar in Salem's going to get it done. No. no offense, work bar who I met last night at the, in a North event, they give a very cool little space, but emphasis on little and not flexible to many entrepreneurs. Um, and, and there needs to be ample, 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 uh, opportunity for people to work here. I, and end of the tangent on this. One of my buddies who just got a job pretty high up at Fidelity, come to find out, to your point, all the senior people, many of the senior people he's interacted with at Fidelity, they all live in the North Shore. And you know where they meet up to co-work? Go Atomic. Yeah. They go home, they meet at a house, or they meet up me on Cabot Street at Atomic yep. Coffee. Yep. And it's like, geez, yep. well, why doesn't Fidelity just, I said this to Mayor Driscoll, yep. Salem, Salem Mass Mayor Driscoll, who I spoke to recently. I said, we need to like get you and Fidelity in a room. And they, as they're would, reinventing brick and mortar, they need to just underwrite a cool I would, space. I would love to talk to Fidelity. <laughs> You're right. I mean, you know, no disrespect to Work Bar. Work Bar's got a great program. They've got a great space in Salem. They're not going to be able to do it all. And neither can we. Mm-hmm. We'll be honest and say we can't do it all. Um, we, can, we can fulfill a niche and we can fulfill certain opportunities and that's really where we're going to. So any expansion that we do is organic and for the right reasons. Um, the key thing for us is we're not just that rented desk. We provide the mentoring and the coaching that goes beyond that. So when we look at our companies, we're looking at science, we're also importantly looking at the business. So we're looking to understand how the business is going. What do you need to do to move the needle? You know, we, we really work with the company, not just the idea. But going on to your your comment about um, infrastructure and transportation, yeah, it's a nightmare, and I'd hate to be an elected politician on this mm-hmm. because every stump you go on is going to be fix the roads, fix the housing, you know, get better schools, better hospitals, all that. We've got to do it. We've got to do it as a community. We've also got to accept there's going to be a lot of turmoil and upheaval to actually make a better infrastructure road system. Um, yeah, I'd like to see, you, you talked about the train. I'd like to see more trains. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to maybe even see one of the, you know, maybe one of the, um, one of the green line slowly further come further north yeah. um, and have an extra spoke or something like yeah. that. So there yeah. are those kind of ideas. Um, I love that. You know, the other one is there's always this connection about east-west, not just north-south. Yeah. So how can you arc over, maybe have a train going down to Woburn or, or yeah. um, that kind of way. Yeah. So I think there are definitely opportunities, um, but unfortunately, you know, these things take time, and mm-hmm. we we seem to unfortunately trip over ourselves trying to make them happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that. I'm not criticizing. I think that's just. I come from the UK. We have the same issue. Mm-hmm. It's taken us twenty odd years to decide whether we're actually going to put a third runway at Heathrow. There's three runways of Boston, um, and that's because certain people don't want the houses destroyed. And I completely understand and appreciate that. And if I was in that situation, I'd be the same. So we're probably going to have the same issue here. But if we don't do it, then all we're going to do is hanker for ourselves. We, we know we've got some of the worst record um, uh, congestion in the, in the country. Um, so, yeah, I think we need a better transit system, more reliable. Okay, we have a problem here with the weather. You know, it's such extremes. I think the, the comment is... Boston swings by 100 degrees in, in a year from the highs to the lows. Yeah. Um, so managing an infrastructure that needs to cope with that, I think it's probably tough. But yeah, you're right. I think, you know, I, I think if we dot um, communities, innovation communities in the North Shore, then it's a power for everybody. And yeah. You don't have to take that train into Boston because you, you're here already. Yeah, you I can mean, cycle. It, it makes so much sense. Well, so I spent, I'm from, I'm from Methuen, my wife's from Lawrence, and we spent five years in Los Angeles and recently moved back. So it's been a year. And we've been a one car family, one car couple. We have a two, two year old daughter now for seven years. And I, for the most part, would just prefer to ride my bike and use public transit. Totally so agree. when we were doing our pre-podcast interview and you had that response about sort of like the short form transit, like just even with it. So first of all, just even within the North Shore, like I'm, I'm in for, I'm foreshadowing this winter, you know, it's like bad conditions. I can't get on my bike, but say I want to go, you know, for a meeting in Salem. 
and I just want to take, I just want to, I don't need, like, I guess, yeah, you just wait till the next commuter rail stop, you know, the next commuter rail time and you take it one stop and whatever, but they're, they're a nice sort of short form, rapid, you know, transit system yeah, yeah. would be really interesting. It would also be really interesting connecting, um, other communities, one of the, and even and, some of the local yeah. the local little bus routes as well, shuttle yeah. buses. So yeah. we, you know, it, it it's taken a while for us to actually get this happening, but to get from the um, from the uh, Beverly Depot mm-hmm. to this building, they're just starting a shuttle bus, mm-hmm. that which is great. It goes up to Cherry Hill and goes around. Let you take it on your bike. Put yeah. one of those bike things on the front. Yeah. So the fact that, and then maybe have some designated bus yeah. lanes or, yeah. or certain types of the day that it will be, you know, buses only. Yeah. Um, the train does that. There's a train where you can bring your bikes on and then there's a train car that literally has spots for your bikes. bikes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I yeah. think, I think there's definitely things we can do, um, you know, and I think, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But um, yeah, I'm curious what your just general thoughts are on what's happening in the region now and does it feel like we're at an inflection point where the innovation curve uh and i mean specific to the north shore and the tech community here is going to really start accelerating i was chatting with dave cutler mm-hmm. i mentioned mm-hmm. him yeah yeah we ch- chatted with him last night and He's like, he was telling me how there's like these five year cycles where like he feels this energy in the North Shore kind of pick up. And then like he, and he more or less the gist of it was he gets sort of underwhelmed at the lack of progress relative to what it could be. Uh, and I'm like, a, and I'm very optimistic on this. Like I feel in this is probably, you know, a bit narcissistic because like, oh, I just moved here and I have my energy here. But it does seem to me from all the many successful business folk that I'm grateful to be connected with that just so happened to make the North Shore, North Shore adjacent their their home, um, seems to be like bubbling with opportunity and interest in more NSIVs in this area. Yeah. But but you would know better than me. So dial back my optimism, dial down Dave's <laughs> pessimism. I mean, where where exactly are the state of things and what sort of initiatives or groups can people be involved with? You know, and just like to put a finer point on this, Inno North is an interesting and promising meetup. Yep. That from afar looks actually more grandiose than it is. And it's yep. a super well executed, yep. just, um, you know, just, uh, Justin Miller and Mayor Driscoll like have well executed, like, Hey, there's like, they've, they've basically created a mousetrap yep. and a ton of people. And I went to an event last night yep. in yep. Salem. I went to, to, um, hotel Salem and I met a ton of interesting people, some of which work in tech and some that work in other businesses that are entrepreneurs. And it was a really, it's a good meetup quality people. But that's what it is right now. It's a meetup. And, and there's so much more that even like Inno North as an idea, I think the reason people are going to those events and that's it caught on is because of what it could be and what, you know, conceptually. So I'm, sure, I'm curious if you want to kind of peel that back. Yeah. I, I, do I want to curtail your enthusiasm? No. I, and do I want to reinforce pessimism? No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of with you. Um, I'm an outsider. Um, okay, I moved from, I actually oddly moved from Cambridge to Cambridge. Mm. So I moved from Cambridge to Cambridge just over eight and a half years ago now. Um, and I came, again, you know, you look at, you look at the region um, growth and what's happened. Um, yes, I can point to the fact that you could get into the seaport and you could park your car for 10 bucks on a day. Now you can't even find a parking space. Right. So the North Shore is um, is getting some of that ripple effect. So people are realizing the fact that, you know, it's too expensive to start your business or to grow your business in the city. So therefore you need to be out. You know, you can't get that cheap rent that you used to be able to. Fine. But again, I come back to the point, the fact that New England bio cell signaling, 
uh, Wang, all these other companies were out here already. Um, now, were they shouting about what they were doing enough? No, probably not. And I think that's, again, something we need to do. So I'm working with New England Bio and people like that to say, hey, we really do need to advertise ourselves a bit more. Mm-hmm. I jokingly say here, again, coming from an outsider perspective as well, just like yourself to a degree, um, if I ask six people in the North Shore where the North Shore is, I'll get five different answers. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of explaining it to people not familiar with Boston intimately um, or even people that are intimately involved with Boston not or where the North Shore is specifically. I say we're Boston North mm. because really Boston is a pin on the map. Mm-hmm. So if I'm flying in from Tokyo or London or Barcelona, yeah. I'm going to Boston. I don't know the North Shore. I've heard of, you know, Beacon Hill or, yeah. you know, places like that. But that's, it's like me going to saying to you, oh, um, really, you know, the 32 boroughs in London, you know, which one do you want to go to? Oh, I'm part of the northwest part of London. No, you're not. You're part of London. So I'm trying to say we're Boston North. I love it. Um, yeah. And that really, to me, mm-hmm. on, a, on a pictorial way, is yeah. using a clock, I would say, from about 10 o'clock all the way over to the ocean. Mm-hmm. So it's basically picking up Woburn mm-hmm. and then swinging it over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we do it that way, then I think we can capture more of an audience and we can actually explain it to people. So we talk about Metro West. Yeah. We don't talk about the cities along those. We talk That's about right. Metro West and we can see West. Oh, I see. I know what that means. Yeah, um, yeah, it's inherent. It's inherently understood. Yeah, and I think the Inno North is a really great product to have with that. It's a bit like you know, could that become the Venture Cafe? Yeah, because everybody talks about Venture Cafe in the city. Well, why not make Inno North the, the Thursday Venture Cafe? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't we make that you know Wednesday or whatever day we end up doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of thing, I think, is what you need. So you need those components. I think. Um, we need to really advertise ourselves a lot more, promote ourselves a lot more as the innovation community to actually say what we are doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, do I see it's, I don't really necessarily see it cyclical. I actually just see the opportunity. So we're in life sciences. Mm-hmm. What's life sciences mean? That's healthcare, that's genomics, that's robotics, that's robotics for the lab, that's robotics for the surgery. Then you throw in robotics. Robotics now includes iRobot. Um, includes Ninja. So if you go down to the Waltham area, you've got all that. Um, So it's all those clusters that are now coming on board. Look at the bioinformatics. Look at the data analytics. Endicott's just started a graduate um, level bioinformatics course. Uh, The clean tech space. Gloss has just opened the genomics, uh, GMGI, Gloucester Marine Genomics Institute. That's taken the ocean... They've actually got um, sea urchins and starfish in there and actually looking what drugs and what um, pain medication we can take from the ocean. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So I think, I think I'm on your yeah. side. It's just I think what we need to do is we need to pull the components together. We need to actually break down some of this us and them attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can do things. Yeah. So there's a lot that you said there, some of which I almost want to, I'll maybe almost cut as a, um, as like a, as a highlight that I want to share with my friends at Boston. Uh, because one thing you said in particular, and I think the, I would say the biggest point that I'm taking away from what you just said is you called it Boston North. And actually I had a moment last night after the Inno North event where I was texting my, uh, my buddy Conrad who, uh, Heads up business development at, at Boston and on Boston Business Journal. And um, grateful to you, Conrad, um, for helping you know facilitate the um, the Boston Speaks Up and Boston our relationship. And and uh, and I'm so so I'm always thinking about the like these these seemingly disparate nodes yeah. of innovation and, and like which in a you know greater Boston you know which is extends pretty far out um that there's there's quite there's quite many of them and like how do you bring them together and and my line of work is marketing and media and so 
I tend to come at this from sort of the angle of, you know, digital media storytelling, like connective tissue, it can be built through like a good publishing strategy. And what I texted Conrad last night was, you know, went to an event tonight. It was good. But what I'm realizing is there needs to be like a next level platform and it needs to connect to the rest of the communities. And um, the idea that I was kind of playing with was Boston or North. Okay. Okay. So, so as you talk to me about Boston close. North, I'm like, this is, wow, we really are meeting at the right time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I could just see. And so I, you know, I met my wife at a Boston O event way okay. back yep. in the day at Dylan's on Boylston street. Uh, and in a lot of ways I've admired how Boston O's grown to other cities and mm-hmm. they just, they just launched in Tampa, but I've told them this and I've said this on the podcast, you know, at least once or twice before, I believe that true, um, the true path, which may be slightly more difficult um, for innovation for Boston, know where that where where there can actually be the most impact on um, community, and and I think consequently, like as a as a media brand can 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 therefore justify some serious value to advertisers and it be a yeah. thriving model is to go more micro mm-hmm. and to have like you know so for you know from even Boston speaks up like Salem. You know, North. You know, Boston North speaks up, or yep. you know, Boston West speaks up. That sort of thing. But going more micro and having community ambassadors at a micro level, and actually using, um, pu- you know, publishing platform as a conduit through which many voices speak up, many people get connected. Like that's what this is. That's yep. what we're doing right yeah, now. No, that's totally. what. That's what I. That's that. And that's what I hope. Uh, sort of the. Uh, alignment that I can create just in conversation that we're having right now sort of breeds later as partners in this effort to take these nodes, these seemingly disparate nodes and find the different levels of connective tissue we can create through storytelling and other ways that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you know, you look at, again, you you go 38,000 feet up and even higher, you know, the greater Boston area reaches from basically Manchester, New Hampshire, all the way down to Providence. Mm -hmm. It's a corridor, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it basically you put a semicircle around because it picks in Worcester, it picks in Framingham, it picks up all those other areas around it. But when you drop, then drop down and dive down to maybe 100 feet, you know, is, a hot, is there a hotbed of innovation going in Topsfield? Probably not. Not as much as I know, certainly. But is there in Salem, Beverly, Gloucester? Yes. So let's focus on those. The, the top fields and, and, and towns like that will actually also pick up and they will come. So it's that old, you know, rising tide, rise all boats. Exactly. So yeah. I think we do need to do that. So I think you're right, the connected tissue, the storytelling, we need to go up and down a bit like a health skelter. Sure. And you get different views, different perspectives, and yeah. you, you engage it different ways. Yeah, some intersectionality is always good for yeah, and, and every and every region shouldn't say I'm going to dominate them all. No, because yeah. again, we know if you are scaling a company right now, you can't do it in Boston, Cambridge. You just can't find the space. Never mind everything else. Mm-hmm. So we've got opportunities up here. Mm-hmm. Equally, what I always try to say is though that Boston, Cambridge innovation isn't just a reward in Boston, Cambridge. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a privilege for us to do as well, and we should be doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think where my challenge to you is, and I think my challenge to some of the towns and cities around the region is the fact you don't think about it as a thiefdom area. Mm-hmm. It's us and them, my neighbors, Salem mm-hmm. and Beverly. Mm-hmm. They, you work together, mm-hmm. you'll both win. Mm-hmm. You will win on one project, you win yeah. on the other. Yeah. Don't you don't have to rig it. Yeah. You just say it will happen that way. Yeah. The different skills, the different needs. That's right. Yeah, one of my goals in all of this, like some like people ask me, like, well, what are you trying to do? Like, well, in the first six months, you know, I mean, it was it was it was it was really important to have like a right local media partnership to sort of like, you know, get in front of like a, a good sort of focused audience to start. Uh, another goal is to have invite people in to guest host where it's more appropriate for them to sort of like speak to people on a track and have had some writers and tech 
folk from like my buddy in Cambridge, Dan Rowinski, who was a TechCrunch read write writer, and he's also t- dabbled in stand up comedy. And he had a stand up comedy buddy uh, that he wanted to interview for the podcast and introduce to the to the. Um, and he's just this most he's just this beautiful, positive Western kid from Western Mass who just really from where he grew up it was really difficult for him to be successful and he just wants to always remind people that they can like accomplish a lot more than maybe it seems so like we got his voice out there and and i and dan and dan and, and dana j Byan got to have that conversation so i want you know so more of that hopefully will happen um but one of the one of the other goals that i have and, and i don't know if this is going to happen, you know, towards the end of 2019, but certainly within sort of the next year is to have, um, an event to bring together, maybe some of the, the city, you know, the cities and chambers of commerce, as you mentioned, um, bringing together, you know, at a micro level, Beverly and Salem's or, 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 or I don't know the relationship between them and the North shore chamber of commerce. I know that I'm, I'm starting to build some connected tissue with the Merrimack Valley chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the Merrimack mm-hmm. Valley. Yeah. I spent a Is couple that Dugan? Fr- um, Dugan up there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that, we haven't met yet, but, um, my buddy, Marcus Sebastiano, he grew up in, um, same town as me. He's a internationally acclaimed artist now just did a really big, um, gender equality uh, uh, art piece for SAP that is mm-hmm. like really stole a lot of thunder at South by Southwest. And he's purposely just set up shop in the mills in Lawrence mass. Yeah. And he's doing his thing there Beautiful. and he has a program called chill where he gets kids from Lawrence to come in studio and they design skateboards together so they can do a little artistry, but then they build and it's and so there's all these again these disparate little things that have all come together much bigger and and the idea and you know i talked to and he has a lot of connective tissue to beverly because beverly's got all tons of artists and he's friends with andy bablo from steve's design the, and the porter yeah. mill studios folks yeah. etc so yeah. so the lights are going off uh, the light bulbs are going off in my head because i'm this like you know i just love to you know, I'm, I'm like a grateful collaborator with many and I want to collaborate with more. And so I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do we connect all these people? Yeah. And then, and I think Hub Week is another conduit Hub for that. Week, Hub Week's a conduit for that. Cabot next year is 100 years old, which I have found out a couple of weeks ago, which again is another one. You know, if we could do events around there. Mm. I actually find it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, we, we talk about STEM. I prefer to call it about STEAM. So we add the arts into the engineering, the yeah. math, the science and the technology. Um, so I totally agree with that. We've actually spoken to Montserrat College here in Beverly about actually having our incubator as a bit of a um, installation for them as well. Uh, they've got five or six galleries dotted around. So, but if there are, you know, as some of our guys are making some fantastic uh, images from the microscopy, so they, they could actually digitize that and put color into that, that could be fantastic. Um, so I totally agree. I, you know, my challenge is we are a non-for-profit. We, we work like a startup but on a skeleton crew as well, and we bootstrap it as much as we can. So um, I'm trying to boil the ocean. Mm-hmm. I should probably stick to boiling an Olympic-sized pool first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I totally agree. I think yeah. there is something there, and I think we do need people like yourself, me, and other people in the community to do this. We've actually started from... Um, about a couple of months back now, we started with some elected officials, some of our state reps. We actually brought them in here and explained what we're doing. Great. Um, and started asking them how we can help them and how they can help us. Yes. Um, I'm speaking to, um, I saw Mayor Driscoll a couple of months ago as well. I'm seeing Mayor Cahill uh, in two weeks' time here in Beverly. Um, so I think we can do things like Tell that. Tell him I he's think. next. We got to get him. We got to get him yeah. on as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got a great story with yeah. the revitalization of Beverly. Yeah. Um, and again, you talk about Cabot and Atomic. You know. Um, so yeah. So yeah. I think there's. I think there is things we can do. Um, and I actually, you you touched on. I'm on the on the board of the local chamber, um, the North Shore Chambers. Um, 
I think what we need to do is bring what I would call the quote-unquote traditional economy with the innovation economy. Sure. And actually, we really need... There is no... There is no um, natural place right now for the innovation economy as a community, as a collective, as a collaborative. We've got NSIV, we've got the North Shore Technology Council, yeah. which do a great job yeah. in their remit, their slither of the in pie. Their lane. In yeah. their lane. Yeah. Um, so we need to we need to we need to put more people in and more organizations around that. Sure. Um, and then also really probably define what what that organization or what we're trying to achieve. What do we want to do? Again, coming back to your story, yeah. you know, what's the script going to look like? Yeah. What's the ending going to look like? Yeah. And then break it down to the characters and the chapters right. and all those kind of fun things. Yeah. So I, I do feel there's a huge opportunity. Um, I think, you know, the, something that, that strikes me again is the fact that we shouldn't be shy of who we are. We yeah. should be have self-belief. Yeah. Um, and we really should have our elected officials shouting, not just elected officials, yeah. us ourselves, yeah. shouting about our success, shouting yeah. about the companies yeah. that we've got, what they're doing, how they're growing. Um, and yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, do we bring in the Merrimack Valley? Do we bring in Lawrence, Lowell, Andover? I think we do, but for the right reasons, for the right point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, and then have a program that can make it all year all year long. Yeah, and programs, and I think there's yeah. so many different. Pro- so like, so here's a you just you you sparked, you stoking my fire in all these different directions. So so there's um, I had a conversation, you know, one of the first few podcasts I sat down with Marty Fuller, head of external uh, relations for Boston Plan for Excellence. Okay, so they're responsible for the STEM education for Boston yep. Public Schools. They run the Dearborn STEM Academy. Okay, yep. I'm now on the Dearborn uh, uh, Advisory Council, which I got to go participate in a couple of weeks ago, which was amazing. And I got to sit with a ton of people way smarter and more accomplished than me and just kind of like learn about what they were doing. But what I, so I bring this up because they're like, it's an example of um, a program and a framework that is, is an example of something that I feel like can be um, we can take and we can share with more communities, yep. not just Boston public schools. Yep. And so, and the manner in which they're they're speaking is is sim- is kind of addresses what you're talking about. You have this traditional job economy, and then you have the innovation economy. Well, the way that Boston public schools, with the help of Boston Plan for Excellence and Boston Teacher Residency, they think about it is well, there's just one job market. And yep. it's an increasingly, and I and I know we know this, right? And so they really, they've they've done a lot of studying how do you work the verbiage of it. It's a it's it's increasingly Boston and Boston, Greater Boston, and really the world. Certainly, the first world is a tech driven labor market. Totally. So they're all about tech driven labor market, and how do we create connective tissue between the private sector, the tech like the tech driven labor market, and the school system. Yep. So at Boston Teacher Residency, they send teachers to Microsoft in the summer and they get they go deep, immersed into what's going on. And then throughout the school year, they do little touch bases. Yep. Yep. Boston Plan for Excellence is all the educational stuff they're doing with the students. Yep. Yep. What we're doing as a, as a sort of advisory team is we went in and we were doing these exercises where it's like, what are all the things we're not thinking about? Yep. So again, they're tapping yep. people from all different walks of life, all different types of careers that are successful in business and sort of like tech innovation adjacent types mm-hmm. of things because mm-hmm. that's where most of the jobs are and just making wow. sure that the, like every like everything is sort of as well as we can as a collective group document here's what's going on yeah and so there's a good framework there that you can go and you could bring to other places I, I totally agree i totally agree i mean you know okay coming back to nsiv talking about our members yeah our members you know we're the geek squad you know we like science and yeah, we've got a lot of PhDs floating around here. Um, but we've actually got from the Gloucester Marine Academy, we've actually got um, recent graduates from high school that are lab techs. So you don't have to have the PhD to be in the lab. That's really interesting. And then I think we need to do that. And what I'm trying to say to people mm-hmm. is again, you know, the jobs of the future are going to be coding jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, 
do you play you know do the kids play on their on their computers and you know in e-games and all that yeah they're probably coding they probably know how to code what do you think a, a bioinformatics company is doing they're coding what do you think some of our um healthcare companies are doing they're coding they're coding apps they're coding programs they're coding whatever so i think there's jobs out there i think we also have to make sure that the we make sure that the innovation economy doesn't look so esoteric mm-hmm. and so elitist mm-hmm. that people think, oh, it's not for me. You yeah. know, it's, you know, it's a Zuckerberg or things like that. Forget the Zuckerberg. They're one in yeah, X mm-hmm. thousands, millions, billions of people that will be able to ever do something. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what Facebook was. We didn't know what Google was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So these kids in Methuen, these kids in Gloucester could be those people. Mm-hmm. They just need to be given the opportunity. Yeah. I've got a three-year-old at daycare. Yeah. She codes. Wow. Wednesday <laughs> is Tech Talks Day. Really? 8.30 in the morning, she goes, I don't know how long she goes for, but she's got this little robot, and they code this robot. Is this a South Natick daycare? It's a South Natick daycare. Jeez. So that's, three, that's amazing. At three years old, she is coding. Wow. Now, we were kind of like, oh, do we want to touch on a computer at this yeah. age? Kind of like, she loves it. Wow. But you know, it, it's yeah. she's learning about the keyboard. She's learning. Yeah. About, she learns about the keyboard. She learns about her letters. Yeah. So she can pick letters out mm-hmm. because the keyboard. So it's yeah. another reinforcement tool. Yeah. So yeah. we. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is what we're trying to do as well, and we need to work with our cities and towns as well. Which is something that I knew from again from the UK was a lady called Sherry Kutu that did this. It's called Founders for Schools. Mm-hmm. It's called Founders for Schools. Um, where we're actually getting entrepreneurs to go into the high schools and explain what the jobs and what they're creating. Mm-hmm. Now, the challenge that our members would love to do is do a lot more for high school. Mm-hmm. But because they're so micro businesses, it's hard for them to do the hot hand-holding that you need to do with the high school students. Yeah, Actually, one of our guys over here right now actually has a high school intern mm-hmm. working in the lab. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, the, the young lady, I think is 18. I think she's a senior. Um, this is a third high school intern they've taken and they've all been young ladies. It's interesting in itself. Um, so I definitely feel there's a place for larger companies that can do that Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Marty Farmer, the, the ex-CEO who retired, um, has been working with the, law, the, the North Shore Life Science Consortium trying to do an externship. Yeah. So they're trying to get the college's professors to go to some of the pharma companies and biotech companies during the semester yeah. or during the summer yeah. to do an externship. Yep. So that started. So again, I think there are all these things, but yeah. I think you're right. We just need to pull them together and, and go, what are the resources and what share best resources. practice? Don't reinvent the wheel. Let's no. just share the best well, practice. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of things on that. Um, you know, one is that, like that the biggest mistake I don't want to make is come in and try to reinvent the wheel. I want to learn from people who have been around and working and totally. thinking about these issues yep. and try to build off of, and it's actually part of the reason why again I, I like the idea of of a podcast and while I'm seeking this out because for like minds that do what I did when I was moving back to Boston I like searched for a podcast like this and it didn't exist I'm like well if anything there's got to be a few young people that are going to be like wanting an archive of conversations about people that are thinking about these things yeah. so they can build off of it and just be efficient and ho- hopefully progress more swiftly than otherwise um so that you know that's definitely that's definitely like a a, a goal i have here so the, but i think i yeah. think we also need people like yourself that can actually go around all these different organizations and connect them so you know i i know my swimming lanes and i know my community mm-hmm you can connect me to other people mm-hmm. like I can connect you to other people. Mm-hmm. So again, it's, it's that I, I say yeah. it's a contact sport. Yeah. So you have to be out there. Yeah. But so I think the the challenges is bringing them all together and actually having a voice to actually allow it to drive somewhere you know, North could be that vehicle. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. something else comes in. It's very Darwinian. It should be Darwinian. Mm-hmm. If you try and put it into a box, 
you always find somebody who want to go inside the box. Yeah, no, that's so right. So I actually kind of see it as a snow fence. Yeah. You put a perimeter around it, but you yeah. allow things to permeate in and out. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, again, another light bulb that just went off was the, like, what Wentworth um, Institute of Technology mm -hmm. is doing with Boston Public Schools. So Wentworth was at, their, they have a member, uh, faculty members on that Dearborn Advisory Council. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, one of the more interesting, like, of what, people do a lot of interesting things to, to help out, but I, I ended up having, like, a back and forth with, with, this, gen with this gentleman from Wentworth with the whole room kind of like, you know, engaged as well, but just asking him more questions about what he was doing, because it really, I really perked up when I heard, you know, that there's, there's jobs that high schoolers can get to. Cause one of the things I raised my hand to say was in particular, what, you know, we're in, you know, Dearborn schools in Roxbury and um, more than, than the average young, those young kids that are getting out of high school, like they really need to earn. And what I found really, and they can't just like go to college and, and, and accrue debt and, and, and forget, get a full scholarship and not even have to accrue debt. They need to make money. And what Wentworth's doing is they're taking kids in high school and they're getting them certain certifications. So when they end high school, they can start earning and then they can be finishing a degree. Yeah, yeah. And so for a lot of young, and, and you, there was some students in the room that have totally embraced this these opportunities and again those opportunities exist and i so i'm to your point about me like a bit about the folks like myself and i'm but one person i need to you know keep finding more like minds to identify that be a part of that like internalize that but then go and bring that outside the city into other school systems and my my question is like with anything in life i'm always and especially with a, with a two-year-old it's like energy efficiency like my own personal energy efficiency yeah, yeah, yeah. so what is it is it is it the chamber of commerce level like what's the most optimal way to take these frameworks bring them to the appropriate folks in the appropriate regions and so that the you know that i had a lift driver from lowell recently 24 years old who's asking me a ton about tech was super just engaged and he made a comment about well boston may as well be three thousand miles away yeah and I was so, and I was like, well, first of all, like yeah. check out Boston Speaks yeah. Up, check out Boston. Oh, have you heard yeah. of TechCrunch? Like, so I was pointing some things yeah. like, and I'm like, have you heard of Resilient Coders? Yeah. Like you can learn to code for free and then get a job. Yeah. Like yeah. there's, there's edX, programs for you, but he doesn't know that yeah. it exists. Yeah. And it, and yeah. so yeah. who are the so co-opting the channels that can bleed that into education systems, after school programs, et cetera, even into like organized sports. You know, there's a lot of interesting models around sharing additional information about health and education around sports. I have yeah. a couple of friends yeah. doing some nonprofits around that in yeah. the city. So maybe that's another way to do yeah. it. I, you know, I don't know, to be honest. I think it's, it's, a, it's a good question. It's, it's, it's something, again, trying to boil the ocean kind of thing. It's, I definitely think there's something you, we could start and build out. Um, again, I think in a way... It's maybe it's maybe something like a federal grant to get somebody to actually pay to start to build that connected tissue up, and then after that, it starts becoming sponsorship driven, so yeah. the governments have to fund it. But that yeah. initial thing where somebody actually doing it professionally full time to actually make it happen, and then building up. I would love to do more of that, but I've got my day job and I've also yeah. got to get my sponsors in and yeah. I've got to get all the other things. So yeah. I will definitely happily participate. Yeah. I know I can't run it. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll get the same from a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, again, the Chambers is focused on membership, raising yeah. membership. Now, does it want to celebrate what, what else is happening? Yes, they just had the high school graduate celebration for the yeah. North Shore Chambers. Um, they, they celebrated, I think it was 100 kids or something graduating this year. Mm -hmm. That's, again, fantastic stuff. So I think, yeah, bringing in healthcare um, or health wellness um yeah, this is the thing. You know, you look at you look at towns like Gloucester and, and cities like Gloucester and other other ones where this kid thinks that well, yeah, it might as well be on the west coast as far as I'm concerned because it has no relevance to me. We need to make it relevant. Mm -hmm. Again, we need to make the jobs relevant. And again, no disrespect to careers people and and people like that in high schools, but 
even me in the innovation community can't keep a pace of what's happening and the way the jobs are going. Yeah. So how can people how can that they? are not connected or two or three degrees away from it understand yeah. it? So how are they actually able to give that 16, 17, 18-year-old advice on what they should be doing, what your lectures they should be doing, what they should, how they could be doing things? It's really tough for them. Mm-hmm. So I have my sympathies for that. But at the same time, they need to get out into the innovation community and ask those questions, invite some of those people in and say, hey, you know, I'm doing a biology class. Come and t- tell me what the biology is going on in biology these days. I'm doing a coding class. Tell me about bioinformatics. What is this bioinformatics thing? What is cybersecurity? Mm-hmm. You know, what are these things? And how do my kids actually get involved with them? And to be honest, you have to even take it back down to the junior schools and, and, the, mm-hmm. and, the, and the, like, you know, maybe not as far as the daycares, but, yeah, you know, these yeah. are going to be the jobs of the future. Yeah. And you do have to educate people now. And also, but it's also going to these larger particularly the larger corporations and saying what skills do you need what skills do you need where the person has to have a a bachelor's an associate degree just some good typing skills some good math skills they don't actually have to have you know a high school diploma is enough yeah but they have to be self-motivated so i think there's a lot we can do yeah um yeah it's just how we do it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, up, for, I'm yeah. up for the journey. Yeah, I'm up me, for the journey. Me but too. I'm not gonna be the conductor. Yeah, I like you. Can't 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 be the actual conductor with with the uh, with the craziness of the actual day job. But I think there's a, I think if you go to I think I think it's a good thing. You know, you you know whether it's a, a federal grant or a state grant yeah. to say, okay, give me funding for five years to get this up and running. Yeah. After that, I commit that we will get sponsorship. Yeah. Um, and you have that tapered funding. You could see, sorry to cut you off. No, no, at all. I could see it playing out too. Like, you know, again, Hubley comes to mind as a conduit through which you kind of gain that, that a grant. And, um, but then there's another tangent I just went on in my mind where the grant is goes to like, um, almost like a Neiman journalism lab, because what are we talking about? And like, it totally makes sense who would underwrite this. Like the companies that benefit from having like, a proper like a work like a young the, the work you know a workforce prepared to take take yeah, on their jobs yeah, and yeah. be be productive and happy and and whatnot but how do we all discover information like the the, the, the importance of of you know media the importance of journalism so critical and perhaps you could make the argument will become increasingly critical to not only high schoolers but middle schoolers yep and can you imagine like that's an interesting federal grant, like a Neiman journalism project where the output or outputs are like, it's, it's curating all the intelligence and like, it's, you know, newsletters, newsletter feeds to different levels of students and teachers as to what these things are. Yeah. And, and then, and then private sector can take action off it and whatnot too. And also people that are not in academia, the people that are, you know, um, either unemployed or don't want to travel into Boston or, um, you know, are off or have changed lifestyle due to family reasons, either having kids or looking after relatives that have been ill and now need to get back into the workforce again. I used to do this. What? Can, how can I get back on board? Yeah. Um, I do remember um, WPI did a program, Worcester Polytechnic did a program, yeah. I think, with, I think it was a Kodak, um, probably about 10 years ago now, maybe slightly shorter than that. Um, I think Kodak over Metro West Air was closing down. Mm-hmm. So they had a bunch of chemists. Um, Kodak as part of the redundancy package Put them through a course at WPI to do biochemistry. Mm-hmm. I think like ninety-five percent of them got a new job. So it's that kind of like we're not leaving you on the shelf. Yeah, we're going to get you a new job. We're going to help you. We're going to support you. But you're right. I mean, you know, it's it's a bit like this place, the Cummings Center or the shoe as it used to be known, with six thousand employees at its height. It used to be a family business because all the relatives used to. You know, it was a kind of, so, you know, if we can do that again, I don't think, I don't see why not. But yeah. I think journalism, I think, is a key. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a, a news nerd when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're right on that. 
I also think the Salem newspaper does really well. Mm -hmm. We do need to get the BBJ and the Boston Globe to actually think outside of mm -hmm. Boston, Cambridge, and again, look at it as a Boston North, the collective. Mm -hmm. um, but we also need system journalism yeah. to be part of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I yeah. think you know having those articles bamped around and said, "Oh, did you read this?" And yeah. this is about Sim. This is about Lowell. Yeah. This is about Beverly. This is about Gloucester. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, there's a there's a job opening up in this area. Yeah. Um, these are skills you need. Um, and again, like you, we talked about as well, going down to the middle schools, going down to the high schools, and actually saying, "This is what these jobs really mean." Mm -hmm. Um, this is what they're going to be, and, you know. And again, we're, we're saturated now with everybody the AI, the AI. You know, how many jobs are going to become automated? Is a robot going to take over the lab jobs? Yeah. There's a good chance. There's a good portion of lab, you know, wet lab stuff that we do will be automated soon. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's just happening. Mm -hmm. um, that means our scientists are going to have to pivot. Mm -hmm. But one of the areas that's not going to change is creativity. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't get a robot to be creative in that way, or we can't yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think there's a lot of opportunity. You talk about gaming, you know, things like that. There's a ton of stuff that could go on in that space. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the future is. I am a, like I'm an optimist, as you can tell. Like I'm definitely like the, the glass is half full guy. I think it's never been a better time to be us right now as innovation minded professionals and fathers of young children. Uh, and I, I think it's never been a better time to be that young child that's like growing up in the world with tons of opportunities to um, gain advanced knowledge earlier on and be able to impact and progress uh, in the world in a way that people have never had before. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I went to see um, the Montserrat. We had a um, North Shore Chambers meeting the other day, a board meeting, and it was at Montserrat College. And Kurt, who's the, um, the president there, yeah. his mantra is for the students there is, um, I think it was, be creative and be bold. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Be curious and be bold. Yeah. And that's what I want my two young daughters to be. Yeah. Be curious and be bold. Stand yeah. on your own two feet. Look after, but question yourself. Absolutely. Look at what's going on around you. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 you know, take an interest. I'm familiar with uh, Brene Brown. She had that mm. TED Talk. She has a TED Talk that's really great. And it's about like there's really no courageous act where you like that doesn't come with vulnerability. And so, like in being bold, like it's a you know, like be be willing to be vulnerable and open to like you know, not necessarily succeeding in the way that you feel it, it should go. Like just take a, take leaps of yeah. faith and, uh, and do so over and over with optimism and, and uh, be relentless. And at certain junctures, those, those will, will prove out and, and pay back, you know, with positive benefits. And that's, that's what our members do as an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're curious and being bold and, mm. and it's it's not a straight road. No. It's it's like spaghetti. It's like a it's like yeah. a spaghetti bolognese yeah. dinner. It's it's noodles all over the place. Yeah. It's not it's not the straight path that comes out of the pack. Um yeah. and that's how we have to look at it. And you know, yeah. we've got members here that have, have changed their business plans, lost members, changed the entire product. Yeah. All it's a customer discovery. So yeah, I think I think you're right there. Yeah. Chris, this is just the beginning for us. <laughs> I, I feel like I could go on and on. Um, I really, I really appreciate the time and I look forward to, um, to what the future has in store. I'd be, you know, I'd love as things continue and progress with NSIV, obviously keep me abreast of that, but really more broadly as you're identifying initiatives for, North Shore Chamber of Commerce, North Shore Technology Council, um, those sorts of groups and how they're thinking about this, these types of thematics that we've talked about yeah. today. Just consider me like a collaborator and, and someone to contact um, should my energy and, and feedback be 
be helpful. And, and also I'll probably come to you with some of the ideas and things as, as I sort of progress Boston Speaks Up and find ways to sort of bring together some of the folks yeah. that have Likewise. that are part of this this neat um, fraternity of folks that really do care about these things and are in these different communities. So at some point we'll have to have an event and and then I probably want to connect you to the folks at, at Boston know because we are talking about sort of like a bit of a renewed focus on areas outside the city. So I think, a, you know, Boston or North sort of thing and connective tissue with and NSIV is, it would be um, advantageous for Boston. Oh, I think it'd be, I think it'd be a worthwhile um, relationship for, for both sides. And thank yeah. you. No, um, thank you. Likewise. I think, you know, I think I, again, like I say, I think there is a, um, a healthy um, optimism with a dose of pinch of reality thrown in there. But uh, yeah, if we could find some mechanism to actually do some of the heavy lifting on some of these initiatives, I think it would be great. Um, because again, the region does have so much opportunity. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, we need to look at this as a greater Boston area. And it yeah. has to be a play for yeah. everybody. So yeah. Boston count, North. Count me yeah. in for Boston North. Yeah. Count me in for Boston North. All right. All right. Good seeing you. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, Boston.